Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to have you with us. My next guest is Sean Hyman from Money News and the Ultimate Wealth Report. And hold on. To, go get a notepad. Go get a notepad and a pencil. You're going to take some notes. Let me tell you about Sean. Uh, he's the uh, the editor of Money News' Ultimate Wealth Report. He has an extensive background in the financial markets. He spent more than 20 years in the investing trenches. And over that time, he's been a stockbroker at Charles Schwab, a trading course instructor for foreign exchange market maker, Forex Capital Markets, a financial writer for numerous outlets, and a key speaker at conferences both nationally and internationally. And over the course of his career, Hyman's also held five financial licenses, and through his variety of experience in these positions and trading his own accounts, he's accumulated a wide range of tools to decipher key market trends and to find opportunities in often overlooked corners of the market. According to him, by linking U.S. dollars to foreign currencies, which you can do by purchasing exchange-traded funds, you can retain purchasing power and delink yourself from the dollar dilution game the Federal Reserve is playing. So we're going to talk about, is the Fed really trying to kill the U.S. dollar? Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good to be with you. Sean, uh, tell us about this. Is, is the Fed trying to really kill the U.S. dollar? Yeah, in the long term, they definitely are, and 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 that's easy to 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 prove. Somebody can just go back and look at the you know the U.S. dollar index, you know as far as it goes back, or or the U.S. dollar even back to the creation of the Federal Reserve in 1913, uh, or when we came off the gold standard in in uh, the early 1970s, and you can see that there's been a you know a slow dollar depreciation, um, and that's strategic. You know if you if you make the dollar fall off a cliff. Uh, then the masses are aware of it, and they revolt, and you have uprisings, and it's hard for politicians to stay in office. But if you dilute the currency over time, then then it's hard for people to, you know, the average person that doesn't watch, you know, currency markets to put their finger on it to really say what the heck's happening here. Mm-hmm. And, and why? Would, but as far as killing the value of the dollar, what's in it for the Fed's long term? Well, I mean, there's there's several things. I mean, one, if you uh, if you dilute the currency, you dilute the purchasing power of the people. So, in other words, you're impoverishing the people. It's kind of like legal stealing, and so it's it's why you know used to back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you could have a one earner uh, household, and today, you know, in order to have a fairly equivalent lifestyle, you've got to have both mom and dad working in the uh, in the household to to make up for it, but. And impoverished people or poorer people is easier to control than an enriched people. And enriched people have more choices, more options. Uh, you know, they can move to different places, move to other countries, whatever. But an impoverished people can be more easily controlled and and you know and more duped. So that's one of the reasons. Um, and you know, another reason why they want to do with the currency is because it helps prop up stock markets. It helps prop up the gold market. So gold goes higher when the dollar goes lower, so do, uh, so do stock markets. So those that control a lot of the assets of the world uh, are enriched when the dollar goes down. So the, 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 the lower middle class, some of the middle class and the poor all tend to, you know, 
to 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 become poorer as the dollar dilution happens. But those that are in, you know, typically at least middle class to upper middle class and up tend to do better with uh, with a falling dollar. And then, you know, third reason is because we need a weaker dollar because we've got such huge debts um, hanging out there that are just so enormous that we've got to have cheaper dollars in the future in order to to, to repay them back. We, we certainly don't want more expensive dollars uh, in the future. It makes it harder to pay back the debts. I, I understand the economics of it. it. It's it's a little scary, the sinister part of it, of controlling the people. Uh, but uh, I, I understand uh, not all not all government intentions are <laughs> are, are for the good. Uh, some of them are for the control of, of issues. Tell us a little bit about this, though. Despite the zero interest dollars that have been, you know, repeatedly purchased, and the Fed's keeping interest rates so low. The dollar value is actually stronger uh, overseas because, comparatively, other countries are doing uh, and economies are doing worse. How does that factor into all of this? Yeah, there even even in a long term downtrend, there are up cycles within it, and and we have been in one of those for the last year or so, and uh, and and a lot of that has been because the the economy was so poor, poor in Europe. And there's so much division uh, there. Even even now, there's still all the Greek issues and things of that sort. And it's hurt it's hurt the euro. It's hurt their economy. It's hurt their uh, financial markets. And so, you know, foreign money moved from places like Europe and other places to the world to the U.S. And so, as that money came in, it converts from euros and other foreign currencies to dollars, which boosts the dollars. And then those dollars further go into our stock market, which boosts our stock market. And so that's been the thing mm-hmm. for the last year or so. But now that's starting to change because, you know, the euro is stabilizing. It's gone from, you know, 104, 105 area to 113, 114 area. And uh, emerging market currencies are stabilizing. The dollar, so far anyway, has peaked out in March. Uh, U.S. stocks are priced high now relative to the stock markets of the world. So I think we're about to see, a, you know, and I think we're even beginning an outflow out of the U.S. back to a lot of foreign markets. It's going to boost a lot of foreign currencies and put the dollar back in its long-term downtrend. I see. Okay. And and how much – can you speak to the the, uh, the fact that the stock market is strong because the the alternatives are, are abysmal, right? I mean, you've got 0 and 12, basically, if you look at kind of the percentage ranges in people's 401K statements. So how much of what's happened with the stock market and its growth has been because you've taken away a, a choice for the people with these uh, extended low interest rates, in your opinion? Well, it's, it's a big choice because, you know, used to, uh, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, and, and, and even uh, 90s at one point, you know, you were able to earn respectable interest rates on money market rates, CDs, bonds, different things of that sort. So you could earn anywhere from, you know, 6 to 15% during some of those periods. And so I knew certain people, like when I was at Schwab, they'd keep a million dollars in their money market that was earning 6%, and they were earning 60000 a year pretty much risk-free, and they were thrilled. You know, those days are long gone. So if somebody wants to earn yield now, they have to go up a little bit higher on the risk curve to stocks and try to buy something that, you know, probably has a dividend yield of, you know, 2 3 4% and also can appreciate stock-wise. So it, it, they kind of made it to where it was the only game in town to where the money had to funnel into the stock market to prop the stock market up. Well, and when you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, behind-the-scenes manipulation of markets and things of that nature, I mean, uh, if someone felt like the the stock market has in the past been manipulated up and then you know take that wealth away from the people could you could you see a pat i mean 
my my big question is for people that have gone 100% into stocks on their 401ks and retirement plans, did you really forget about what happened just six years ago, seven years ago in 2008? We lost 40% of the market. Is is that a potential scenario for a lot of people uh, to to build it all up and lose it all again? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, one one way that you can tell if stocks are expensive or not is just compare the stock price relative to the the earnings power that they put out. And so if you look at the S&P 500, which is a broad measure of stocks, uh, it's it's trading at a P.E. of 21 right now. Um, which is which means people are paying 21 times the earnings of a company for the average company in the S&P 500, and that's historically on the high side of what uh, companies are paid for before you know these companies start toppling over. They they usually top out anywhere between a PE of eight, 18 to 25, and usually the 23 to 25 PEs are in very robust economies where everything's clicking on all cylinders, and that's just not where we're at right now. So we're we're definitely at the high end of what stocks should you know, historically trade at and be valued at. And so the risks are now high, uh, much higher than they were just, you know, even a year or two ago. And the bad thing is, too, bonds are, are elevated as well. So there's there's very few places that people have to go. There are pockets in the stock market, and that's what we're invested in the Ultimate Wealth Report, little pockets that are, that are value-oriented that aren't overvalued. Um, and we're also invested in some places internationally and some emerging markets that are beaten down as well. But there's only so many places in the world right now where the money can run to. Mm-hmm. And, and you're uh, you're saying that uh, one of the key things that people may have to worry about, of course, especially if there's a uh, return of inflation or even someday hyperinflation, is to retain their purchasing power and delink themselves from the dollar dilution game by uh, by purchasing exchange traded funds. Um, tell us a little bit more about that strategy. Yeah, we uh, we will invest in anything from exchange-traded funds to, to stocks that will benefit from the dilution of the dollar. So in exchange-traded funds, for instance, you can invest in uh, ETFs that track you know, the euro or the Canadian dollar or the Australian dollar or what have you, and all right through your stock brokerage account. And as the dollar goes down, those current, you know, those currency ETFs rise in value. So that's one way to, you know, to do it. Um, another way is just to to invest in big global powerhouse companies that earn a significant amount of their uh, earnings in foreign cur- uh, currencies and make a lot of money that way uh, as the dollar goes down. And so that's another way to uh, to do it. But just you know, just being in the in the dollar uh, and just strictly being the consumer, you're definitely on the losing side of the equation. And it's it's just the, it's the perfect combination of uh, you know, to be able to go grow poor through the uh, through the years, and the earnings power that somebody can get typically will not keep up with the depreciation of the dollar over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, out of curiosity, what would you say the the average say S and P five hundred company? Those are all pretty substantial companies, of course. Uh, what what diversification do they offer in that uh, foreign currency um, game you're talking about? In well, they do make they do make a lot of their profits in foreign currencies, so they 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 do have an advantage there. In fact, that's one of been one of the near term hindrances of the S and P five hundred right now is that the, the temporarily stronger dollar has actually been a hindrance to a lot of their earnings uh, in the S and P five hundred, and that's one of the things that could cause the, uh, the the stock market to pop again and and head lower. So the central bank really needs right now more than ever. The dollar to come back down once again to preserve the uh, stock market to keep a 
you know, a, uh, a crazy, you know, downtrend occurring, which I think is probably going to end up happening anyway, uh, for, you know, for the next year or two or so. It's hard to call when exactly that's going to happen. You know, it could be months away. It could be a year away. But, uh, but it's definitely a high-risk situation in the stock market right now. Mm-hmm. Well, those are some great tips. And, of course, if you're a business owner out there and you work with um, – uh, of course, you may, you, you may manufacture overseas and deal with currencies there. It, it doesn't hurt to understand what's going on uh, with all of that information and, and keep on top of it. So, how do you uh, how do you let people know what's going on? What kind of information sources do you um, well besides your you know your newsletter and Money News Ultimate Wealth Report? I guess how do people get in touch and learn about that? Yeah, I mean, you can watch uh, currency movements, uh, everything from just, you know, like free charting packages like netdania.com. Uh, so that's N-E-T-D-A-N-I-A, netdania.com is a free currency charting package. And that will show you, you know, is the euro rising against the dollar or the dollar rising against the Japanese yen or what have you. And, and, and it kind of lets you be aware of what is going on. It also lets you track the U.S. dollar index, which is probably a little bit more simpler to read, uh, which is the dollar against a basket of six major currencies. And uh, that, in general, you know, lets you know whether the dollar is getting stronger or weaker uh, because a business could uh, take advantage, you know, like if they buy a lot of things overseas and you're wondering whether you should do that now or a year or two from now and you've got the money now, well, the, while the dollar's strong, you probably would want to buy your, you know, manufacturing parts from Europe while the euro is cheap or buy those parts that you need from Japan because the yen is cheap against the dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different strategies that people should be, be you know, becoming aware of, and uh, and keep on top of those things. And uh, th- how often does the Ultimate Wealth Report come out? The Ultimate Wealth Report comes out uh, monthly. It's a eight-page publication that they can either receive in the mail or PDF through their uh, email to get a few days sooner. Uh, and then also combined with that weekly uh, videos, so they'll see a, the screenshot of my screen, and I'll go through all of our charts and, and talk about where I think our stocks are going next and why. And so it kind of helps lead them and guide them through the ups and downs of the of the stocks from the point at which we buy to the point at which we sell. Okay, and you, so you, do you cover uh, just a, a full market report, or are we specifically looking at the currencies and, and these things that we've been talking about? Well, it's it's specifically stocks, but but it's but it is um, how do you say it? it? It's based off of how uh, currencies move. So, in other words, the stocks that we buy benefit from the dollar declining overall. It benefits from inflation going up. You know, commodity prices going up. Uh, so we own things like oil companies and natural gas companies and gold companies and um, emerging market ETFs and all kinds of things that benefit from long-term dollar depreciation. And as the dollar, uh, you know, ticks lower, these these get a huge boost. Like the other day, the dollar was uh, down like 1.6%, and we had quite a few of our uh, positions get a boost anywhere from 4 to 11% on the day. Uh, it just shows you the magnified move that happens with commodity-related stocks uh, as it concerns the movement in the dollar. Yeah, and again, uh, for our listeners, you know, you're, most of our listeners, Sean, are age 50 plus business owners, and they they, they come from a, they may come from a different world where it was, used to be so easy, stocks and bonds, and you had your mix, and your your planner would put together a 60/40 portfolio, and you were done. But that's not the world we live in today. They really need to understand what's going on on a global basis, what's going on with a lot of these alternative types of arrangements out there, and really get get their uh, 
their head around what's going on. So the ultimate wealthreport.com is where you go to find out and subscribe to Sean Hyman's uh, Money News uh, and and really start to gather that information. And then if they want to go further than that, do you also work with people on a investment basis, Sean? No, I, I, I don't manage money for them personally. I really like to just give them all the information and let them manage their own assets. In this particular day and age we live in, I just think that's probably the wiser way to go. And also lets them know that I have no biases in it. So, you know, somebody that follows me with a million dollars and somebody that follows me that's got a $10,000 account, you know, gets the same information. So it's a level playing field. They get the same quality and level of information. And uh, I think it's, you know, a very unbiased way to uh, to deliver information these days. I agree, and I think that's fantastic. A great resource for our listeners, and I hope they'll take advantage of it. Again, the Ultimate Wealth Report, or not, excuse me, www.ultimatewealthreport.com is where you go to find out information and and listen and uh, or, or read about Sean Hyman's uh ideas, strategies, and precautions out there in the marketplace. Sean, I appreciate you coming on, and I'd love to have you on another time. Now that we know about you, I'd love to uh, you know, check in with you periodically and, and have you come on and just give us an update on what's going on, because I think it's very valuable information. It's a great way for our listeners to get up to date on things, besides getting your newsletter, of course. So thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so stay with us. Listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50 plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well planned. We upload new one minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 